Lance, welcome and happy new year. Hey, likewise. Any uh, any big New Year's resolutions? What do we got going? Yes, I, I actually have a really big one. Um, you know, but like uh, like most folks, you know, everybody comes in with New Year's resolutions and uh, this. I've had enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and do that and turn over a new leaf and uh, recommit. Uh, but you know, I, I and and we were just talking about it before we started here. So I got this little sore throat right after uh, Thanksgiving. And it kind of lingered. And I'm, I guess I should start by saying I'm 51 years old now. And, and for, for probably 50 years, I just felt like I, I could run through a fucking brick wall yeah. at any time. So I catch this sore throat. I'm like, ah, I got a sore throat. Uh, and, I, and I'm working hard. I'm playing hard. I'm training hard. I'm doing everything hard like I have done for 50 years. And sore throat doesn't go away. And then it kind of goes away and comes back, goes, you know. And... Uh, and now here we are at Christmas and I'm sick as a dog. I, 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 I couldn't shake it. And so if you think about, if I think about like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Is this the effects of what we've all lived through for three years or this, the effects of somebody just going, Hey dude, you're 51. You're not the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my 23 is, is, uh, and I mean this, uh, uh, I think I mean it because <laughs> I think we all think we mean it. Um, it. It's I've got to learn to slow down, and I and I and I think this whole idea of eighty twenty in life is is probably the right approach. Um, whether it's diet, lifestyle, rest, recovery, training, all of these things, just in totality, like you know, eighty percent of the time, man, at, at, when you start to get, you can't run through brick walls anymore. I guess yeah. is my message, and so. Um, I've got too much life ahead of me and, and, um, you know, that, that's going to be my new year's resolution. Find some balance yeah. there. Yeah. It's funny as we get older and now I'm in my forties, uh, which still feels weird to say like your body, especially when it comes to health, your body does a good job of reminding you when you're pushing it too hard, where like when you're twenties, like you can do anything, but now it's like, all right, like I'm getting a little something there and there. So I, I, yeah. uh, I, I also, continue and you know continue to prioritize that as well it's not if you have health if you don't have health there's nothing else you know that matters so that's right. the and uh, then the, but and the but then the mind too i think the mind you know in my case the the body will will give indications but my mind is saying yeah shut up yeah like, yeah, yeah. you're la like you there's the brick wall go run through it or yeah, yeah. just push on and, and it's it's uh it's recognizing and and this has been, it's been interesting. I, this is the longest I've kind of had a consistent just thing or funk. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't even know the last time I took antibiotics. Yeah. And finally, I called my doctor. I'm like, I, this is not going away. I, I, I got to yeah. do something. So yeah. knock on wood, here comes 2023. Yeah. Exactly. It is interesting for guys like you, the way you're wired. It's actually harder for you not to push than to actually like, you know, you know, push, which that's what you've done since you, you know, you're a kid. So I'm sure that's that that's a that's a um to step back, take a day off, all that. Like I struggle with that too. But I I can't imagine right. you know for you. I, I feel like a loser when I yeah. do uh, it is interesting. The uh I, I'm I'm going second thing here, I'm going hot take, right? I've been complaining about electric bikes for like the last like you know, they've been hot for let's say two years now. I, like 
what's your take on electric bikes? Like me, I like I think they are the lazy. They're they're gonna ruin everything. Electric bikes, electric scooters, like old school. Get your get your butt moving. Like let's get on a regular bike. I, 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 that's my hot take. What do you got on electric bikes? It's almost like we like we scripted this, Ben. Yep. I mean, this this okay. uh, I, I have I don't know how long you want to talk. I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> Give it to me because they're the worst. <laughs> no, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, right. I, I, I I know a lot about bikes, Ben. Yep. Um, and so you came to the right place. Okay. Uh, I I have mixed views. Uh, let me start by saying I I uh, I own a bike shop in Austin, Texas. Uh, so there's that. Um, the 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 cycling industry is historically driven by key moments. You know, our run of the tours was was a key driver of of the industry, all the industry, not not just Trek bikes, but specialized and and you know everybody. Um, the mountain, the innovation in, in the uh, uh, you know in the mountain bike world was mm. was a driver for the industry. COVID was a driver for the industry. Yeah. Uh, Electric bikes has been a, an incredible driver of the cycling industry, the bicycle industry. Now, <clears throat> having so, so this, so in some aspects, I am a fan. I'm going to give you a, a wide variety of answers here, but in, in some ways, I'm a big fan because I, I think getting people on bikes, out of cars, less cars, I think is a good thing. Now, keep in mind, there are different types of electric bikes, right? They, and, and these are all categorized. There's category one, category two, category three, you know, and there's pedal assist, right? So a bike uh, that is, their bike, there are electric bikes that are essentially mopeds. You do not have to pedal. You just, yeah. you sit on them, your legs do not move, you turn the throttle and you go. Okay, that, that bike that I just described has no place in society. They weigh 70 or 80 pounds. They're fucking ripping these things up and down, hiking bike trails with, with us, with our children. You got walking, you know, people with strollers, some guy yeah. rolling by with a, with a level three, not pedaling mm. and just ripping the throttle on an 80 pound bike, you know, probably on his phone, fucking around. I see these people. Yeah. I'm like, pedal the fucking bike. It drives yep. me nuts. Now, Having said that, I do like getting people on bikes. I, I also, I also like, you know, they're they're really advanced uh, pedal assist road bikes now. You have certain folks that are, let's just take for example, a husband and a wife. Whether the husband is is maybe older or the wife is not nearly as fit, they would love to go for a bike ride together. They're here in Aspen, Colorado. They want to go ride up to Maroon Bells. If if they're pedaling a traditional bike, there's no way they can do it together. Yep. Now, if one of them has a pedal assist, they can ride up the bells side by side, talk about how much they love each other, look at the fucking leaves, whatever, and they get to the top, they take a picture that says the greatest. Relationship advice of, right there. That's that's good yeah. relationship advice. Get, uh, on, I, get a I, pedal I, I am in I am in support of this. Um the, the 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 ones where you don't have to pedal and you just rip the throttle and you're on trails and and you know uh sidewalks with children and families. Those absolutely should be disallowed. Um, having said all this stuff, they're not going away. Yeah, they, yeah. They, are, they are here to stay. You know, and the other thing, and we, we have a real debate here, not just here in Aspen, Colorado, where I live, but anywhere that has an extended mountain bike trail network, 
most e-mountain bikes are banned and they're banned for they're banned for a reason and i have friends that want to ride their e-bikes up there and they police them pretty hard here here's the reality you know if you've got a, a beautiful circuit of trail network that that takes you an hour to climb up and it's a badass 20 minute downhill you know if you want to get to the 20 minute downhill you, you should earn it and most people that that are on an e-bike that get up there and again it's 70 pounds yeah uh, they haven't earned it and they probably don't know how to come down keep in mind also most of these trails are bi-directional and blind corners uh-huh. so this is also an intersection of trouble for me uh now i think there should ultimately maybe there's e-bike specific trails or something like that but god forbid you get somebody that is new to biking they got up there on this big ass heavy bike they're bombing down and somebody's coming up on a traditional bike with maybe they got their airpods on they're not even listening if if they run into each other somebody's dying yeah right so i know i know i know i gave you a lot there but look I, i think my main takeaway is this if you if you don't have to pedal it then call it a fucking motorcycle go get a driver's license go get a license plate and stay on the street yep and I'm going to say my personal opinion that to scooters too. No more of these kids scooting around on like holding on tight. Let's move our legs a little bit here. That's my, uh, so, that's so, my, that's my hot take. I'm done. I'm done. Get so, out. My so, no, no. Well, you know what? I'm not done. I'm All not right. Done. Let's I, go. You, you, I, get I, you all I just, fired up. Uh, this, cause this, this one really fucking pisses me off. Okay. I, I, right, I, I grew I, I grew up a poor kid in Plano, Texas. I'd ride my bike to school, pedaled my bike, all my shit on me. I'd pedal to swim practice. I'd pedal, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I drive my kids to school every day here in Aspen. And, th- and we have great uh, paths, you know, safe paths to school and back. It never fails, man. Every day I'm driving, I drop them off. I pull out of the parking lot. I'm hauling, going home, coming to the office, whatever. And there's some kid who's, I mean, this kid is, these are Colorado kids. They are so yeah. healthy. These fucking kids could run up the mountain. He's sitting there like this. Just yeah, full throttle coming up the bike path. I'm like, but here's the thing that that is not an e-bike conversation. Yeah, that's an America. That's an America conversation. Yep. Like the, the mom or dad that says, Hey, go, just go sit on that thing, pull the throttle and go to school. I would, I tell you, here's what I said. My kids said, yeah, can I get an e-bike? I said, sure. I'm going to take your Xbox. I'm going to take your iPhone. Yep. I'm going to take your iPad. I'm going to take everything. Yep. And I'll get you. I'll get you an e-bike. Yeah. They go. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want an e-bike. Welcome to the Grumpy Old Men Podcast, here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you call. You call me. I've had. I've had this bug, and I, I was like, I almost said, I almost fuck it. I'm tell Ben I'm sick. I can't yeah. do it. But I'm cranky. But uh, uh, good. I like you cranky. I like you cranky. And when I'm cranky and when I'm tired. I drink coffee. I drink my coffee black. You own a coffee shop in Austin. That's a bike shop too. I've been told. How do how do you how are you drinking your coffee when you're there? Man, I, I'm a I'm old school. I just yeah. drink. I I I I call it cowboy coffee. It's uh, half a cup of cream, half a cup of sugar, and a touch of coffee. I I, I thought you were just chewing the beans. I'm um, uh, I'm surprised yeah. there, but that's awesome. Are right, do you, it, was that always just a passion thing for you to uh, you know the bike and coffee shop? Is that like a just a fun little side thing? So so cycling and coffee really go together. I mean, uh, traditionally people have they haven't always lived under the same roof, but but yeah. you know, but going back even when I started, people would 
meet at the bike shop, go for a ride and stop at a coffee shop, you know, halfway through or towards the end, have a cup of coffee and finish the ride. Yeah. And then over time, and of course we at our shop in Austin, it's called Mellow Johnny's. We, we, we just put them under the same roof. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like Reese's, you know, like peanut butter and chocolate. They go together I well. It. I love it. Well, my world is, you know, revolves a lot around football and it sounds like, even before you were born, when your parents named you, your your world was uh, destined for football, I guess. But tell us about the player, uh, Thomas Lance Renzel. You know, he was – I think he was an old cowboy. My mom uh, – you know, we grew up in Dallas. My mom was a young girl in Dallas. She got pregnant in Dallas when I was when she was 16. Yeah. Had me when she was, when she was 17. And so uh, – just sort of, you know, I don't think that there were many lances in the world back then. I don't think there's many lances now, but that's yeah. that's apparently where the name uh, came from. Uh, but unfortunately, I was, you know, was, uh, well, not unfortunately, because we had a good run. I'll remind everybody, it's been 27 years since the Dallas Cowboys. Think about this. The, yeah. most, the, most val- the most valuable sports franchise in the world has not won the Super Bowl in 27 years. America's team. I mean, I now now I'm really going to get cranky. <laughs> uh, we got you on the Bucks. We told you. I told you there's there's room for you on the Bucks. Uh, you know, bandwagon, I guess, or that's what it is. We got you. you know, over my there, son, but... uh, my son reminded because I told him I was doing this. So my son played football in high school and then played football at Rice. Uh, he reminded me last night that there's an uh, an O lineman for Tom. Uh, that that played at Rice. I don't know the kid's name, but I'll have to look up and see who it is. I'm not. It's not coming to me either. But there's not. A, let me let's just tell you this. There's not a lot of uh, Rice uh, start uh, uh, offensive linemen starting in the NFL that played at Rice. Listen, every once in a while we get one from Elon where I was. Uh, I went to college. Every once in a while, mostly they're like uh, <laughs> they uh, they bring the water on the field, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was thinking about you know this interview and and you know obviously thinking about athletes and, and in my mind like the definition of athlete is like the comb- like combination of strength, endurance, body control, and mental toughness. Like if you have all those at the highest level, like you are like the ultimate like ultra athlete, and and that's what I think about when I think about you. So where 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 does that come from? You know, and, and maybe it was biking, you know, biking to school and, uh, you know, the swim practice and all that. But like, you know, where do you think that comes from? Man, it, I, I, I think we've touched on all of it. You know, I came, my mom uh, was, you know, got that news uh, early. Uh, and my, by the way, my mom was not an athlete. My mom was, uh, she was just a young girl and, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and, and did not, and was very, very poor. Um, I never met my father. And, and she just made imagine being this and you know a 16 year old uh girl living in basically poverty uh with a guy who was just your boyfriend and flees and you make the decision in dallas texas in 1970 that you're gonna have the child and everybody yeah. around you says you're 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 crazy you're ruined yeah. your life is ruined that's literally what they said to my mother and uh, and I mean everybody, friends, family, doctors, nurses, everybody. And she said, "I don't care. I'm going to have this kid." And so uh, it's not like it's not like for the first five years of my life she reminded me of that story. She didn't have to because the 
she lived the story and there's something inherent in that. And there's something, and I'm no, you know, I'm certainly not smart enough to know these things, but there's something acquired through all that, that, that journey that led to that toughness. I mean, she was a bad, bad chick. I mean, she was, you know, worked as many jobs as she had to, to put food on the table. And when I started playing sports, she was like, Hey, this is cool. Like let's go play sports. And, and she never said, you know, why didn't you train harder or, you know, how was the workout? Or she just said, Hey, uh, what do you want for dinner? And what time is the next practice? So I can make sure I drive you there or, or when's the next competition? Like, so I can be there and cheer my ass off. Like, and you just see this, by the way, she's five, 300 pounds. And so it's just, I don't call it DNA, call it the, 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 whatever. Um, I just got it. And, uh, and by the way, man, it it isn't always a good thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's the, that competitive drive and that toughness and that, uh, that desire to win at all costs gets in trouble is amazing. It is amazing, but up into a point. And then when you cross the line, it gets you in a lot of trouble. And you know, that's what happened to me. Yeah. It was almost like what we were talking about earlier. It's hard. It's a hard switch to shut off even when you're sick, right? Like how do you shut that off for a second to try to just like, let your body recover or take a step back, you know, when you're kind of geared up one way, but is there, yeah. is there a specific and all, you know, throughout your career, is there a specific like one moment if I, if I ask you about like, what's the hard, what was a hard moment? Like some moment where you're just like, I don't know if I can push through Like, is, does something come to mind? You know, physically, uh, physically, not, not mentally. Like, is there like, like oh, on the physically. bike? Oh, uh, there, there were a few, uh, not, not many. I mean, the, that 2003 tour was was really, really tough. Uh, I had a bunch of crashes leading up to the tour, but uh, that was the only moment in my sort of that first part of my career because I did come back, which was you know was tough too. But um, there were there was one time trial in the Cap de Couvert where I just I was having a bad day. I was in the yellow jersey. I was losing massive amounts of time to Jan Ulrich. And I just wanted to get off the bike. I mean, no, mm. no yellow jersey has ever just pulled over and said, fuck it. I'm getting fuck off it. the bike. Yes. So, I, so, I, so I knew I couldn't. So I was like, and, and my director at the time, and we were, we were still we were like soul brothers and still soul brothers. He literally came over the radio and he said, whatever you do, don't stop pedaling. Like he saw it. I, I couldn't uh, time trials. There was only one way communication. So I could not tell him. He saw it in me. He said, whatever you do, don't stop pedaling. And I was like, fuck, how did, how did he know that I just want to get off and make up some excuse like, Oh, you know, my stomach hurts or I, you know, whatever. And I said, Oh fuck. I said, so I kept pedaling and ended up winning the tour, but it was, it was not fun. I was going to ask if there's something specific you tell yourself in those moments, but maybe it is just don't stop pedaling. No, but yeah, that's right. I mean, that's been an ethos of my life for 51 years. I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be sitting here talking. I've had, I could have stopped pedaling that day in 2003. I could have stopped, I could have stopped pedaling the the minute I stepped off Oprah's couch in in 2013, but I didn't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we come up with some t-shirt lines for you. Don't stop pedaling. But uh, how, how, how would you say being an athlete has prepared you for what you deal with now in the business world? I think it's look. I think athletes are make amazing uh, entrepreneurs, investors, business people. 
I think most athletes, unless, you know, of course, even even individual athletes do come from some team atmosphere. Let's take, for example, swimming. You know, swimming is probably one of the most individual sports in the world outside of the relays. But what we're seeing is, you know, you see Michael Phelps, he wins the 100 freeze in the lane all by himself. They say, Marcus, go. He, He goes, he touches, he gets the gold by himself. He has spent thousands of hours in a pool with with 10 other people on that lane that he is, you know, he's killing a workout. They're fucking high-fiving him and going, dude, like, you know, even four lanes over, they can see him. That that is a team environment, right? And and I think that makes athletes uniquely equipped to to build businesses, uh, to to invest in businesses. Because, you know, certainly when we invest on our team, that's the first thing we're looking at. Like, who are the people? Like, what's this team like? Like we're looking yeah. over at them going, you know, do we want to support this? Do we want to back this? Do we want to put our money into this? So I, I think, you know, uh, shit, I know when I go into a deal uh, or do business with anybody, if, if, if they've been an athlete, they're already starting on second base in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Great. I mean, that, that ability to play as a team and work with others and the, you know, perseverance, all those, all those lessons you learn as an athlete, you know, are just amazing but as accomplished as you were even are you know on the bike you, you know, it seems like you're almost rivaling that in in the uh business world and uh even while you were biking you you kind of set the tone and the bar really high for, when it came to like sponsorships on the individual level on the team level and and then you know starting you know non-profit the non-profit live strong and what you did with that and it's just like you were a huge, um, huge win early in, in Uber. Like it's just like you were like you've been going since you know the early days. So w- w- talk about what you have going now with you know as a managing partner, Next Ventures, what you guys look at, look at, and all that. It's, it, I think for our community here, hearing what you have going on Next Ventures fits really well with with our group, and I think people would uh, find it really interesting. For those who don't know, yeah. yeah. Well, before I say anything, I love the newsletter. That's how we got connected I, and yeah. somebody kicked it over to me about a year ago. And I was, yeah. I, I get a lot of these newsletters and after inevitably after like a month or two of most of them, I'm like, I just say, all right, man, I'm, I can get this on ESPN.com. So unsubscribe, but I, I love what you're putting out. So keep Thank it up. Um, so us at next, and there's four of us um, uh, run a, a, a roughly $50 million early stage VC fund. We're still deploying fund one. Uh, we're almost fully deployed in that fund. We'll, we'll likely raise a second fund uh, here soon. Uh, totally focused on health and wellness. We've made 18 investments thus far. Uh, again, very early stage. Uh, had some big winners in there, namely Aura Ring, which was a, a, a great investment for us, which is just um, has just been a rocket ship, as has SteadyMD, which has been a great early investment for us. Uh, sold two of the companies and, and along the way kind of broadened the thesis more into the healthcare space. We just did a, our most recent deal, which we just announced, uh, which we actually did with, with another goat, Serena Williams, and her shop, Serena Ventures, uh, uh, a company called Juno Medical. So, you know, if you look at the early iteration or the early uh, sort of NV1 or version one, you know, we were doing PowerDot, which we sold, sold at Therabody, and we did Hammerhead, which we sold to SRAM. And we also did Aura, which has been a fabulous success. But we've moved more into, into, into healthcare, digital health, access to health. Uh, not that we wouldn't go back and play in that space, but uh, the thesis has broadened. And, 
I think, look, my, what I just leave people with all the time is I'm support. I'm before people on the team. I'm, I'm like number four in terms of intellect and experience and, and, and vision by far. Like the team, my team is so badass. And the, look, there are things that I'm badass at. Like there are lanes that I can play in and strengths that I can play to that nobody can touch. But I also know that there are strengths that, that I can't touch. And so mm-hmm. this team is its the best team I've ever been on. We really play off each other well. I think in venture, the, the name of the game is access to deal flow. I, I, I think that's another one of our collectively, that, that's one of our super strengths just because we bring such a broad uh, whole team of strength. Uh, but so it's, it's, and we really, uh, last, last thing I'll say is we, we lean into our founders. We're super mm-hmm. involved. We don't just write checks and, and say, Hey, cool. Send us quarterly updates and let us know what happens. We like to roll up our sleeves and be involved and, and not just myself, but Julian, Mel and, and Jordan, who's the rest of the team, super, super uh, engaged and involved with the companies. That's awesome. We'll we'll include a link so for everybody, click and cool. check out Next Ventures, and and I'm sure there's contact info there for everybody. But um, I was uh, checking out on I think social media, and I saw a video of you dressed as Santa Claus on on, on a bike, and uh, for We Do. So tell us about uh, We Do. Is that am I pronouncing it right? We Do. We Do. Yeah. So We Do. W E D U. So in the brand, that's the, the really the content brand uh, side of my life. Yep. Um, which really. Uh, predated the venture fund i started just creating content uh in and around the podcast space probably six years ago and then we started adding shows to that and the audience kept growing and and uh, that really thank god uh, kick-started sort of this opportunity in my life we live in a time where anybody can create content look we are creating content right now and you can put this up to to uh to your database or you can, you know, you can put this up on Apple or on Spotify or whatever, yep. anybody can do it. And so I, I took advantage of that and created, we do. And, and now we have, you know, one of the biggest cycling, probably the biggest cycling show in the world, one of the biggest sports shows in the world, certainly during the tour. Um, and, and so, but just to give you a fun story. So the name we do uh, is really an answer to a question, right? When, when a lot of folks, see these crazy challenges that people undertake, whether it's an Ironman or a marathon or it doesn't matter. Like, you know, people see shit or tough mother, you know, a lot of people go, God, who wants to do that? But when you look at the start line and all these crazy people with numbers all over them and getting tattoos after these events, they all say the same thing. When somebody says, who wants to do that? They all say we do. Yeah. So that was really the, the origin of the, of the name. Um, but it's, it's been fun. I mean, the shows are, 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 it's become a a real standalone business. Um, and it's been also, it's been a nice addition to the flywheel of, if you consider, you know, creating content on one side, deal flow over the top access to capital here, which of course is the fund. And then occasionally integrating when it's authentic and appropriate, integrating this all back into the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, it works. And, I, and I'm very careful with that audience. I don't think for one second that every single one of these people that doesn't hit download doesn't think about it. Uh, yep. In early days, these people were like, man, do I download this? Do I, do I listen to this dude again? Like, I, 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 that's just my mindset. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm on the fence. Do I? 
and 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 for those that did i you know i've got to be really mindful and respectful of that and and, and also super fucking grateful that they did yeah for sure and so do you celebrate all your wins now with uh lift vodka <laughs> uh not in the last week <laughs> that's true <laughs> we did uh, we, we, me and some buddies uh, did create a great vodka here in, in aspen made with 100 percent aspen water it's it's i think it's the you know it's it's the best tasting stuff out there but i have definitely not had any in the last week yeah take it take it <laughs> take a break all break from that well uh, so so uh last question for you is does, I, does was, the go well, hang on a second does, yeah, does yeah. the goat ever drink alcohol he does. He does. Uh, like he definitely does. Well, that's true because I did. I, I I saw that Super Bowl celebration where he almost dropped the trophy. So that that <laughs> that had to involve had some, some, some margaritas or, or or some something. Avocado tequila, right? The uh, okay avocado right, that's, tequila that's, or like, ever, you know, uh, something like that. I don't know if you've ever been asked asked that on the record, but for everybody listening, that's he, that's yep. good. You gave us this you is, gave us all oh yeah to, and vibe. Oh yeah, call TMZ. I just broke it. Tom has had a drink. The uh, no, yeah, I was so. I, I, I saw this bike uh, out there called the Butterfly Butterfly Bike. It sold for a half million bucks. Tell me about this Butterfly Bike. Do you even know about the bike? So I do. I do. <laughs> okay. I, I, All right. Of course good. I, do. I wrote. I. You talking about the my bike that uh, the Damien Hurst bike? Yep. So so when I came back uh you know i wasn't very successful but i but i really came back just to kind of drive some more growth for Livestrong. and so and i and my whole life i've been an art collector and um i i thought of, i i thought well let's let's have a, a you know some sort of art initiative to help you know sell some pieces for Livestrong. so i had a bunch of artists donate pieces and then i had a whole nother set of artists design bikes and so i had Damien Hurst do a bike, and I rode all of these bikes in uh, in the 2009 tour. So Damien Hurst designed the butterfly bike that I rode into Paris. Uh, Yoshitomo Nara rode the time, designed the time trial bike that I rode into Anasi. Uh, Shep Ferry did a bike. Um, a bunch of folks did bikes. I mean, they were, uh, Bono did a bike, which unfortunately we couldn't ride because he stripped all the Trek logos off of it. Um, so, but I just cold called these guys and said, Hey, would you, would you design a bike? And everybody said, yes. I mean, these things were kick ass. And so then after, then we, then we donated Sotheby's donated or sorry, auction all of the bikes off after the tour. And that particular, of course, this was in the, really the height of, of the Damien Hurst craze and the butterflies. He just, you know, that was his thing at the time. And that, that bike sold for a lot of money. Nara's bike sold for a lot of money. They all did. I mean, we raised a shit ton of money. It was great. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I know I said that was the last question, but I do want to acknowledge. Um, and you and, and you and you know and you know who bought the bike. I don't actually. Do I know the person? I'll tell. I'll t- you right. definitely know him. I'll tell you. All right. All right. The, uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to end without uh, acknowledging your your work with uh, Wish for Wheels. Tell us about Wish for Wheels, and we'll make sure to include a link so people can support that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on the board of it's a Colorado-based uh, charity called Wish for Wheels. We we give away we uh, build and give away bikes to fourth graders and underserved communities, uh, not just here in the state of Colorado where where I live and they're based, but 
starting to branch out a little bit. Fantastic organization. I, I think the if I could just say one thing, I mean, I and we can all, I think, appreciate if it, for anybody that's ever gotten their quote unquote first bike, they'll appreciate this. You know, you remember that day where you got that first bike, and and it might have been the day where you were you learned to ride it without training wheels, and, and you just hauled ass down the the driveway or around the corner or out of the parking lot at the apartment complex. It doesn't matter, man. Yeah. One corner, two corners. You look back, mom, dad, nobody's there. You're with your buddies. You fuck. You could be four years old. You could be fourteen. Doesn't matter. You're like, yeah. I am free. I'm free. Like I, I, I could either just keep going to places that I've never been, yeah. Or I could turn around, or I could. I mean, it was, and maybe it's that might sound a little corny, but that's the what that's what it was for me when yeah. I first got a bike, and then it really, and even when I got my first proper road bike, and I and then was truly able to go explore places. It wasn't a block or two from mom's house, but was thirty miles from mom's house, and I'm like, yeah. where am I? You know, yeah. I don't have a phone, you know, an Apple, we don't have Apple maps. There's no way to get back. You're like, fuck, I got to figure this out. The bike to me was freedom. And here's the thing. It's been 50 years and the feeling hasn't changed. Yes. And so it, it, for, for me as that person who I just told you, the feeling hasn't changed. To, 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 and I've been on plenty of these giveaways and, and builds and gives. To When you give that bike to a kid who would never have a bike otherwise dude it's amazing so it, yeah, that, i'm super passionate about it and and i, I love their organization and uh, they're doing good work it's a beautiful thing lance thank you so much for your time today thank you for inspiring me personally for decades and uh you're a legend man thank you thanks brother